it's a willingness to really say yes to yourself. I mean, that's yeah. what it comes to in the work I do with my clients. I really work with them to strengthen their inner self so that they love themselves so much that nobody else has power over them. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Trinity, our guest today is talking about tapping. Have you ever heard of or tried tapping? Um, sweetie, you are the one with the theater background and the queen of the jazz hands, right? <laughs> I'm doing jazz hands right now for sure. Right, Shelby. right. This you got to see Trinity's jazz hands. Not as good as my jazz hands, but... Uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I am not talking about dancing. <laughs> oh, we're not talking tap dancing no, here? Not talking about tap dancing. Oh, God. God. God forbid if I put on a pair of tap shoes, but we are talking about the therapeutic modality of tapping. Yeah. Which is just one of the tools that our guest today, Claudia Braun, uses to help women tap mm. into knowing and strengthening their inner selves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I get you it. With now. me now. You with me? I am girl? with you. I am with you now. Like, look, ladies, you see, Claudia is a coach for women who are great at taking care of others. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Does that sound like anybody out there? <laughs> right. Um, but are not good at taking care of themselves. Raise your mm-hmm. hands, raise your hands. Mm-hmm. Hands up, listen, girl. Yeah. Listen, Look, Claudia is, is discussing so many great things in this day and age. But right now, what I'm really digging is her discussion around the importance of going within to listen to our mm-hmm. own guidance and spiritual connection to up level our thinking. So that we can experience a mindset that allows us to own our yes and our no mm-hmm. so that we can start living a life that we love. Yeah. And we can do that. And when we can do that, we can let go, let go mm-hmm. of the guilt, let go of the obligations and the expectations that they have, because all of these things have kept us living a limited life based on others' expectations. And instead, we will have the opportunity to live a life of choice. Our choice. Our choice, right? Our choice. And and Claudia has over 25 years of experience in helping women choose how to live their choice, whether it's through holistic wellness or holistic coaching. Um, She has the emotional freedom technique. She's a yoga instructor. She speaks at women's events and has been a keynote for several events and national conferences. Most recently, she was a host of the Healing Summit, where she jumped in to help women just like us learn how to prioritize ourselves and our emotional spiritual and physical well-being. Yeah. So if you if you are ready to dig into that ladies, like I am, then yeah. let's join the conversation and welcome to the show our guest today, Claudia Braun. Claudia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank oh, you, Claudia. Thank you. thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you here and you help women with holistic wellness. And Mm -hmm. so I want to really just start with telling us a little bit about your story and what brought you to this space of practicing holistic wellness. Okay, great. Um, I'm happy to happy to talk about it. So my story is that I really was somebody who was very good at pleasing other people, but Mm -hmm. I was not very good at pleasing myself. And I, I always tell my clients that, you know, one of the things that I really was very good at using was food and people to keep me from myself. Mm. Yes. Is this a relatable story? Anybody out there? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Raise your hand. (laughs) Raise your hand. I mean, I think for a lot of women, um, it's very familiar that there's things between us. 
And Uh that's really what brought me into a place of what I'm doing isn't working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And realizing that I was pretty miserable trying to please other people and stuffing myself for my own feelings and experiences so that I could do that for them. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the place of realizing this isn't working, I needed, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for the day that I realized this isn't working and I need help. And mm-hmm. I was willing to get the help because I could have stayed stuck for another 20 years. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of women in midlife struggle with is that we have this feeling of being stuck. And so I would love to know a little bit more about what you did differently to move beyond that feeling of being stuck and and how have you embodied, I guess, this holistic uh, approach to to healing and to stopping the people pleasing because <laughs> I'm pretty much the first person to until you get pissed and you're fed up and then you're like, fuck all of you. I'm going away. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and right? so that is a really common response. And I hear it with my clients, right? Cause mm-hmm. they hit that place of now I'm resentful. Yes. Yeah. At first it was like, I can do it. I can do it. And then realizing, okay, I can, but there's a cost. And I have to say, I was lucky. I was in my twenties. So obviously I'm I'm not that now. Um, I'm in midlife um, and I'm really fortunate that it was in my twenties that I really hit the wall. And, you know, my greatest teacher was uh, an intimate relationship. And I Mm. realized that um, I'm not who I want to be. I'm who he wants me to be. Mm -hmm. and that for me had been a familiar pattern and like I said Mm. I know I was very lucky I was in my late 20s um but just so that knowing that really helped me to wake up to being able to realize what I'm doing is not working and I need to find somebody else who knows how to do this differently because you know I always say my best thinking got me here yeah And, and that's what I tell my clients like you did the best you could. And now that's where you're at. And that's why you're reaching out to me because you get that your best thinking got you here. And that's what I realized. Um, And I started really searching for people and experiences that could shift me, my thinking, you know, Einstein says the mind that created the problem cannot fix the problem. And that was my mind right? Mm. That mind kept trying to solve the problem. So I Mm. would go to maybe a different relationship, or I would go on a diet, or I would do the external things. But it didn't shift anything strong enough on the inside. Because there you still were. Exactly. Right? As (laughs) I say, wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Uh, Right. So I was still doing the same thing. You know, I mean, you know, he also he's brilliant. Um, You know, like he said, you know, so they they say. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I love his what I love about him is that he was an amazing scientist, but also a spiritual. He was. Yeah. He had a very steep, deep spiritual relationship. And he said that, um, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting yeah. different results, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I felt like that was me. I would, you know, I was a journal writer since a kid and I would open them like, oh my God, different city, different person, but it's the same story. And Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do it. We do it to ourselves over and over and over and we will change the outfit. It'll look, look a little different in a fancy mm-hmm. pair of shoes, but it's the same shit. Right. Yeah. As I say, you know, kind of moving the chairs around on the Titanic, you know, it's like, it doesn't really change <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> doesn't change exactly. anything. Yeah. So really um, that my, for me, that was the catalyst that got me to realize I needed to do something different. And I have to say, I was very fortunate that when I moved beyond the relationship diet, I got that it was about an internal game and I needed to Mm. change my thinking and my relationship with myself so that something on the outside could change. And that's really how I work with my clients. It's all from the inside out. And I really, when somebody started talking to me about getting that what you're thinking is creating your experience, Mm-hmm. that really started to make sense to me. So I see what I, <laughs> um, 
so that really started to shift my focusing on what I was telling myself. Um, And I also, you know, what I realized was that I had no spiritual connection. I I did foxhole prayers. Please get me out of this situation and I'll I'll do things differently. But I didn't. I promise I'll become a nun this time. I promise (laughs) I'll become a nun this time. (laughs) I'm for real. I am. Right. But that, that was not a spiritual life. And that was not having a spiritual connection. And so for me, what I got was that when I started to deepen my spiritual connection and then change my thinking, I was able to make changes that lasted. You know, I'm curious about how you deepened your spiritual connection. I think, you know, so many of us, it's like maybe have been steeped in traditional Mm -hmm. religion Mm -hmm. or we try the things like, okay, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to do yoga and then I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, I don't know, take ketamine. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with yeah. the things. All yeah. I know is I start with meditation and like all the thoughts come and then I'm like, ah, forget it. So like, <laughs> where did you start on this spiritual journey? And is there a step-by-step bite-sized version? Yeah. It's a really good question. So I started you know, I started reading everything I could. So like I said, I was young. Um, and so it's a lot different than now. But there's a lot more available on the internet. But one of the first books I went to that came to me was Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's an amazing story for those of you who don't know, she had ovarian cancer. And um, she healed herself from the ovarian cancer naturally without getting any operation. And she's in a just a powerful woman about her own connection to spirit. And I think it's, it's, you know, I also was raised in a traditional religion, but that's not when I say spirituality, that isn't what I mean. Um, Spirituality as in a relationship with something greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You could call it anything you want to. For me, it is God, but I frequently refer to it as spirit because God has so many um, connotations on it for people from religion Mm-hmm. And so I just say it as, you know, it can be universal spirit. It can be the trees. It could be nature. We know we didn't create that. Um, yeah. So it could be whatever it is to you, um, but it's something bigger than you. Something bigger than you can assist you because, you know, we go back to Einstein, the mind that created the problem can't fix the problem. We know our mind with this problem is not going to solve it mm-hmm. because I've tried so many ways and I'm still here. Yeah, 100%. So for me, that's what my spiritual life was about, really learning to surrender to something bigger than me and to stop seeing surrender as failure. Mm. And I think a lot of people see, if I surrender, it means something wrong with me. And that's not what surrender means. You know, it's like before surrender, we're a dog with a bone. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. Well, we're really, we just keep digging ourselves deeper into the hole. And deeper into the problem. And for me, spirituality is freedom, a breath of fresh air. It's joy. It's connection to knowing I don't have to do this any longer on my own. Mm. And, you know, it's that line, the universe has my back. Mm -hmm. The more I deepen my spiritual connection, the more I feel that. And it's not just words. Because people say, yeah, yeah, the universe has my back. But, you know, truly, if you look at media you don't feel that yeah you feel the problems of the world and for me spirituality is the other side of that it's really feeling something deeper in my heart in my soul that i'm truly cared for mm. and and then i can feel a loving universe i can feel that it's it's got my back um i feel more joy i love that i love the idea of that But I'm also curious to know what practices you help your clients employ so that they can embody that level of spirituality. Because I think it sounds great when you just say it, oh, when I surrender, then I feel freedom and that I feel this connectedness. But, you know, honestly, I read recently um, the book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, if you've yeah. ever uh-huh. read it. I have And read actually it. somebody just referred me to Louise Hayes and I have a video and queue to listen to from her as well. But 
Um, you know, I have been practicing this idea of surrender for a long time, but I, I think I'm doing it wrong. I don't know <laughs> what I'm supposed to surrender to and not surrender to because I got to like, surrender, I but do. I'm going to take this and do it myself. <laughs> and then I'm going to um... okay. like how, you know, help me understand what are some of these practices that you help your take your clients through to <laughs> help them better embody their spirituality or get more connected to their spirituality? Cause I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm struggling. I love the question. And, um, and I, I feel your, I feel your pain. Um, so one of the, um, one of the things that I remind my clients to do is like a situation comes up. Cause usually we, we have a repetitive thought, yeah. Perhaps it's a job situation or it's um, a relationship or maybe it's a world situation or family or whatever. But usually it's our mind keeps thinking it. So there's a couple of things I do is I take my clients through a tapping session or EFT, emotional freedom technique. And what tapping is, is that so it's their acupressures. There's 365 acupressure points in our body um, mm. that connect to. Um, organs or um, energetic organs in our body. And what tapping does is you're changing neurological patterning so you can release stories. So you can let go of an old story that is holding you hostage. Mm. And when you free yourself from the story, one of the things I tell my clients, there's a, um, a phrase that I use frequently is, I release this to spirit so that I can be free. Or I release this to spirit so we both can be free. Wow. That's and powerful. It is powerful. And every time a situation comes up in my mind, I'm like, no, no, I'm not taking this back. I release mm. this to spirit so I can be free. <laughs> right, because I'd be like, fuck that. He can't be free, <laughs> asshole. No. Mm. <laughs> right. He deserves. <laughs> be in chains. To, yeah. Django. <laughs> but the truth is, is that when we, you know, there's a line from A Course in Miracles, which says that, you know, when we hold anger over our brother, yes. it's like expecting a poison that we want somebody else to drink. We oh. drink the poison. It's so true. It's so, so, so very true. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it. You can feel it overtake your body. You can feel yeah. it overtake just your day-to-day -day practice of trying to be happy and live in the moment. Like it starts to consume you. I think it's exactly. like when I think of I've seen people that have kind of gone into this manic state just from being so angry at someone and yes. then it overtakes them and yes. maybe they start drinking. Oftentimes I will see things manifest in some form within their gut, right? Whether it's yeah. like cancer or just really bad gut health because they're holding on to all of this and they're obsessing over it and they can't stop and they can't stop. And eventually that shit will drive you crazy, it will. literally crazy. It absolutely will. And I'm, you are 100% right. People can do it about the media, right? They yes. obsessively watch a, a tragedy and like, oh God, well, if you don't so want that, turn the TV off. Turn like, it off. Right? And, and it's I tell my kid now every time he leaves, oh, oh, be safe, be happy. And I'm like, don't get shot by the police. I mean, this literally, I I obsess over it. And I have to, had to turn off yes. the media because yes. it kills me. And Truly, that is the intention of the media is to keep us in a fear state. When mm. you're in a fear state, you are in a less intelligent state. Mm. Nobody makes a good decision in fear. Nobody. So, so true. So it's really about elevating our thinking. And the ways we do it is by first, I tell my clients, you have to become aware of the problem. Right. As they say, mm. the three part to change is awareness, acceptance, action. Mm. First, we have to be aware. What am I thinking? Well, okay, all day long, I tell myself what an asshole he is. What an idiot he is. How could he be so fucking stupid? Okay, that's a thought I keep thinking and programming in my mind. So who's thinking that? Me. Who can change that? Me. Mm. I am not going to change him or that situation or that government official, anything like that. I have 100% control over me and I have a hard enough time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we take our power back. And that's what I teach my clients is your power is in your mind. 
And we do not realize how often throughout the day we give our power away. Yeah. So true. You know, there was one point that I was really happy at a job I was working. And um, I realized at one point that I was waking up every single morning and these thoughts were going through my head and and it was probably happening for weeks before I caught it. And I was like, I hate this place. I hate these people. I don't even want to be here anymore. And it was like, I was all, it wasn't like I was ideating on suicide, but my words were becoming so full of just this vehement hatred. When I was saying like, I don't even want to be here anymore. Yeah. It was like, I was almost thinking like, I would rather literally be dead than go to work today. Mm-hmm. And this was happening for weeks. And then at one point I, it just hit me. I was like, hold on, what's going on between your ears? Yeah. If you don't like it, Greenfield, you need to change it. Let's figure out the solution and shut that big brain off because yes. it is trying to absolutely take you out. Good job. Yeah. yeah it, I think it was that's- not easy. No, it's not easy. And I want to go back to also the tapping and the EFT that you suggested, because I I'm not super familiar with that. And I would love to understand Mm. it a little bit more in the in the uh, part that that plays or the role that that can help you play in releasing some of this negative energy um, and letting go of that, because I think to Trinity's point, Man, the world is a crazy place out there. And I think we all could use a little bit of yeah. letting go of some of the shit, man. So help, help our audience and our listener understand what exactly. I mean, I know you said there are 200. Was it 200? 365. 365. 365 wow. points. But in, t- in the tapping itself, I think we use less than 10. Okay. Um, and so, okay. So. In the tapping experience, there's always a setup phrase. And the setup phrase would start with our situation. And um, and it always ends with, we set up our situation and then we say, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. Mm. And many times when I start with my clients, that in itself is hard to say. Yeah. Because I don't feel that. So that's a big shift. And then from that we take an aspect of that story and we tap through it and we tap through these points and as we're tapping we're starting to shift the story a little bit more within ourselves okay so okay so the tapping always starts and we can do it together so the tapping starts like this so you start with me and can you see my hand yes Okay, so you're so tapping you, the outer edge of your hand. Yeah, so you would tap okay. the outer edge of your hand and you say, even though I hate this job and I've always hated this job. Well, actually, only I've always hated it since the last six months. And even though that feels true, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. I hate this job. I hate the people here. They're incompetent. They make my life painful, miserable. I hate that I have to get up every day and go to this job. I hate it. Even though that feels true, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. Oh my God, I hate this job. If I have to go there one more day, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm going to jump out of a building. Even though that feels true, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. And then I would tap through the points. I hate this job. I hate this job. Oh my God, I hate this job. It's consuming me. I can't stop thinking about this, how much I hate this job. I hate this job. It's terrible. I hate this job. This job is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I can't believe I said yes to this job. Why did I say yes to this job? It was a good idea at the time, but it's no longer a good idea anymore. I hate this job. I really hate this job. Oh, it's a terrible job. I don't know why anybody would want to do this job. Well, I wanted to do it when I first started. You know, and you would just keep tapping and keep tapping. And then keep reaffirming. So you tapped the top of your head. You tapped your forehead. You tapped underneath your eyes. If, or yes. So you tap the temples. top of your head, your inner eyes, the outside of your eyes. So these are acupressure okay. points. This is your crown. This is your crown chakra. This Mm -hmm. is connected to your inner eye. This is connected Mm -hmm. to your small intestine. This is connected to your stomach. This is also, right? So these are all energy points. Okay, got it. Okay, top of your lip, I think, was it your chest? Yeah, um, so this is your clavicles, the two bones here. And then you tap right underneath the arm. It's like at the bra line underneath the arm. 
And then you just tap these points and you just Mm -hmm. are repeating an aspect of the story and you Mm -hmm. bring it to the light. There's a line that says anything that is not in the light cannot be healed. Mm. I like that. So often, and this is the biggest challenge I think I see is the barrier. And it was mine too, Mm -hmm. reaching out for help. Like there's that, Mm. there's that space between I'm stuck. I'm in a shitty place. My life is not working. And a person, a situation, you know, organization, somebody over there that could help me, there's a space in between. And that is my, I feel I can't ask for help because it's weakness. It feels like there's something wrong with me if I can't do this on my own. Right. And so part of the tapping is we're shifting that we're releasing that story we're bringing it to the light so it can be healed. We say those things that, oh, I don't want anyone to know how, how much I hate this job, how much I want to kill myself. I don't want anyone to know that. No, you say it. You absolutely say those worst things. People say, well, why would I say those worst things? Because it feels like it's affirming that which I don't want. Yeah. But again, it goes back to that. If we don't bring it to the light, it can't be healed. Hmm. So we're tapping that, I hate this job. I hate the situation. I hate that I have to be here. I hate this. I hate that I have to do this every day. We bring it out. And it's like, I actually don't feel so bad because it's like, I'm not holding on to it anymore. So help me understand, like, I don't know if there's like a physics lesson in this or what's happening metaphysically or how is the tapping connected to the confession, like doing a thing? And what is that thing that it's doing? So like I said, you're changing neurological programming. So these all are connect, these are energy pathways in the body. And so as we're tapping, we're releasing, we're releasing the energy that holds it stuck in our body and we're allowing it to be shifted and changed. And we're allowing something new to be created. One of the things that happens during a session is that you'll get an idea you'll get a feeling. Sometimes my clients say they feel more tingling. And I feel this too, because I I do tapping on myself. Um, It's always, I experience it. It's always better when someone else does it for you because they have a perspective on your situation that, you know, we have these places that we can't always see in ourselves. So having someone else do the tapping on you? Not necessarily on you, but help, they help bring out your story. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we don't always see our story because we're Mm. so in it. Yeah. Yep. 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 That makes sense. So somebody else can see what's going on that you can't see. Somebody else can see, Oh, you know, remember when you were a child and you had this thing. And so it's like, Oh, it's like when I was a kid and I felt like I was stuck and it's like, you know, so you start bringing all that out into the story and that starts to shift. So the combination of you saying it, releasing it, you're changing the patterning in your brain So it's no longer, those synapses are not in, they're not operating in the same way any longer. Yeah. And it's, it is sort of like, it feels like a miracle starts to happen. Um, And I always ask my clients when we start like zero to 10, what's the level of intensity that that story was holding you? Frequently when they start, it's usually around an eight or a nine. Mm -hmm. And by the time we finish, it's usually anywhere from a zero to a two which is a huge shift for that people. That is a huge shift. So how does the creation of the new story begin? Yeah. What does that so then, look like? So then we go, um, even though I don't have the job that I want, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. Even though I don't have the job that I want, I know there's a job out there. I don't know what it is right now, but I know it's coming to me because I couldn't feel this way and not want an awesome experience to come my way. I know it's coming. Mm. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. And even though that feels true, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. I don't know when that's coming, but I know something amazing is coming my way because I deserve amazing things. And I love, accept, and appreciate myself. And then you would tap through. I don't know when it is, but it's so exciting to think about how great that job's going to be. Oh my God, there's awesome people. And I get to use all my skills and my talent. It's an amazing experience. I love my new job. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about this new opportunity that's come my way. And you just tap into that feeling of the new experience that you're creating because Mm -hmm. we're always creating either we're creating the same thing we don't want or we're creating something new 
So we're always going to, we, we are creatives. Well, and it sounds like we almost have to undo the conditioning that's there before we start the creation process. What happens if we like try to tap our way into this funky, fresh new job without having undone the old crap that we're holding on to? Well, it's a really good question. And people will say, that's what people say. Law of attraction doesn't work or, mm. um, or these things don't work. Me like thinking myself into, you know, there's the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You know, I can think uh, all- Thinking but- myself thin, that didn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, because it's like you're one step forward and two steps back. You yeah. have the internal saboteur that's going to stop your growth, which is why what I see is that bringing out into the light through tapping or releasing the story is so helpful into shifting, into creating that which we do want. Yeah. Yeah. And it also helps create more of a feeling of trusting that there is the universe. There is that something else working in my highest good. Because mm-hmm. you're working with spiritual principles in EFT. EFT yeah. was started by a chiropractor who was helping um, actually PTSD people, people coming back from the war. And they kept replaying the tragedies that they had seen. And so he started to work with people around bringing up their repeated experience so that they could clear it and have a peaceful life. Mm. And then they started realizing the power of being able to use this in people's lives. And it works. So I, I love I love sharing I it. Love I love that. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've 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 been exposed to tapping from my mom like way back in the day. The only place yeah. I've ever done it is what I always thought was the third eye. Now you're looking at me like, girl, that ain't nothing. It's not a tapping <laughs> spot. I'm just tapping the middle of my forehead. No wonder shit's not working, Claudia. Thank you for the clarification. Right. So fine, Jordan. <laughs> I just have a sore middle forehead now. Right. Oh, That's all. A little lump right there, right? Um, <laughs> That's so awesome. And now that, you know, I think once we kind of reprogram those neuropathways and love, honor, and respect ourselves and come to this place, how do then we create the life that we love? Because I know Mm -hmm. that you've said in your bio that that's something that you help women do is create a more vibrant, healthy life that they love say no to, to the past and yes to this new future. But I think one of the other things that I also recall you saying is this feeling of stuck. And just to reflect back on that, I think so many women in midlife get to this place. We really just don't know who we are or what we want anymore. So what are some steps that we can take to start then once we become a better, healthier version of ourselves or we start to reprogram the negative narratives that we used to have and, and think more positively, how do we vision and fashion that future for ourselves and put our foot forward in that path? Such a good question. And thanks for asking it. Um, so one of the things I do with my clients in the first session is, you know, really we do visioning. We mm-hmm. look at all areas of their life and we see, and we look at, you know, where the balances are and where the imbalances are. <laughs> a lot of times um, when we go about setting up our lives, it feels very external setup. Like I want this kind of house. I want this, I want this, but it feels mm-hmm. very externally oriented. Mm-hmm. My experience is that the deeper our connection, when we really deepen our connection with ourselves, we have a better feeling of, Oh, I'm, I kind of know more of what I want. I actually don't, that doesn't actually, I thought I wanted that, but it actually doesn't resonate with me any longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually Turns out I like to do these household things that I was giving to everyone else to do. I actually, I, I like creating stuff in my house. I like to make stuff. I actually like to put stuff together. Like that actually makes me happy. Or I like gardening or I like being in nature. I like doing pot. People really start to connect more into what before was something ignored. So that's what I see the visioning looks like. It's less a consumer or material 
it's based on a more deeper feeling, a deeper mm. awareness of themselves. Like I said, connecting people to their spiritual self helps them more understand that which is really calling to them. And yeah. it could be calling into them about a business or calling into them about an organization they want to be a part of or calling to them about, you know, a circle they want to be in or something they want to start or it can be so many different areas. Life gets way more interesting when you start to come from an inner connection as opposed to, well, I like that shirt or I like that decoration in my house. I mean, it just, it's richer, it's deeper. Yeah. So that starts to shift. You know, it's it's so weird. I just, I really feel like women that are, of you know, in this kind of age group that we're all in, like, I feel like there's this awakening that's happening right now where we're all kind of going, wait, like, wait a minute, the fog is clearing. I, I, there has to be something more. Life is changing. Like, wow, I've given myself over to everyone for so long. Right. And and there's this, almost this desperate search to uncover who we are and how we get to this future that just we can taste it we can smell it like it's right there but sometimes it just feels out of reach like what what is happening what is happening that because this didn't happen to our mothers and our grandmothers but it's happening to us and I'm yes what is this phenomenon well I think that it didn't happen to our mothers and grandmothers because the planet wasn't where it is now I mean the Mm. we as a society are in a very different place and things are changing you know as I say like things are moving very fast yeah and yeah. it's the opportunity for us to step into ourselves now. It, I mean, really, there is no wait. It is now. And mm. really committing to who we are and who we really want to be. You know, it goes back to Shabbos' question, like the saying yes versus saying no. Saying yes to things that really resonate with us, as opposed to saying yes to, I can do that, I can do that. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Yes, I can. But is that a yes for me? Yeah, I know how to do lots of things. I mean, I remember being in a job and looking around going, you know, I'm good at this, but this isn't what I want to do. I'm good at it. Everything looks fine on the outside, but it's not me. Yeah. And that's the difference between own your yes and own your no. What is a true yes for you that like, hey, this is exciting. This feels fun. This feels like what I want to do. Or this feels like another drudgery that I could say yes to. Mm hmm. We know the difference mm-hmm. and it's really listening. And I mean, I think our, our, you know, the generations before us were in a very different place. I see us as this is really, we're at a turning point where we actually have the ability to awaken from this, you know, state of kind of unconsciousness and really awaken to something bigger. And it means we wake up to the truth of who we are. Yeah, but I think that's easier said than done, maybe, because, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about past generations and the expectations that those generations put onto us. You know, I know that, for example, I have a very high performing mother Mm -hmm. and I am very much who I am in much part because of how I was raised and her influence. And I, I value and feel her influence was positive, but now I'm just burnt out. And so, but, you know, you spend a lifetime living up to these expectations and it's, it's not as easy as just, or maybe it is, maybe it is just as easy as making a new decision and choosing a different path. But I think we get entrenched in these lives that we've created for ourselves under those expectations of others and those limit us. And so it's hard to let go, I think, of the guilt, the obligations, and and pursue that life that we know we're meant to live. We feel it in our guts, but doing it is another thing. So what do you, how, how do you recommend we let go of those old narratives, those old obligations and expectations so that we can pursue that life? Yeah. Well, it's, um, well, you know, obviously this is the work I do. This is the coaching that I do. I always tell yeah. my clients, if this was one and done, we would have one session and we'd be done. Right. <laughs> Just may, wave your magic wand and sprinkle yes. some fairy dust. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Bye. 
<laughs> Peace out. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. I mean, which is why, you know, I have a coaching program and I work with my clients. We start at three months and I have people mm. I work with longer, but mm-hmm. this isn't a one and done because exactly what you said, that programming is old. Yeah. It's old. Mm-hmm. I had that programming too. I was lucky. I was younger, but that programming had me create a life that did not serve me any longer. Mm-hmm. It got me to the place where I was. And I, I give thanks for the, what tools I have and what have been given. And then I was able to use those tools to create more of what I did want. But there is no question. You cannot, <laughs> you can't say yes to something that doesn't fit and expect that something that does fit is going to work because they're pulling, they're pulling against each other. Yeah. It's a willingness to really mm. say yes to yourself. I mean, that's yeah. what it comes to in the work I do with my clients. I really work with them to strengthen their inner self so that they love themselves so much that nobody else has power over them. Not your parents, not your school, not your religion, not your society. Because I'm going to tell you, each one of us gets programming from all different, and I'm going to, and I guarantee your mother had some kind of programming from somewhere else. Yeah. So you get to decide, does it stop with you or do you wait till the next generation? You get to decide. And that is the power I see that we have is that they don't rule us unless we let them. Mm Mm-hmm there's that line we teach people how to treat us mm-hmm. and if we're like okay you want me to be like that i'll be like that well, <laughs> hey wait a minute you lived your life you're living your life well done i applaud you you know but that's really not it doesn't serve me any longer it's taken me as far as i want it to take me now i'm learning a new way and that way allows me to be who i'm here to be because I do not believe that we serve anyone else or the planet or what we came here to do if we stop being true to ourselves in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I feel like a a lack of authenticity breaks this, right? And if we, we have to show up as ourselves in order for all of this to work, I don't know what I think happens, but it just feels like it stops the flow of the intention when you aren't operating as your authentic self. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I know for me, when I quit a full-time job and I went into the work that I was doing, it was a huge shift, right? I mean, and people who were in my family, no idea what I was about, nor do Mm. they actually have any interest in what I'm about. I see the next generation having interests, but that's okay. You know, if I need them all to approve of me, I'm not going to be very happy. And that Mm. was what I needed before I started changing. Mm -hmm. As I had to let go of, they may not like me. They may not. I'm going to tell you, I've made lots of choices that my family is not that thrilled about. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But that's okay. That had to be so okay with me. It's like, you know what? If you don't even want me at your Thanksgiving table, that's okay with me. Because Mm. I know when I look in the mirror, I'm really happy with me and what I'm about and mm. the people I serve. That's what I'm here to do. Make a difference. Yeah. So I understand the challenge and the opportunity because I think we become, I know we become way showers for other people who have the same challenge and yeah. it's a gift. I, I see it's a gift that is being offered to you. And will you open the box, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so Claudia, you mentioned that you have a coaching program. And so if our listener wanted to find more of you and understand more about your practices, where could they find you? Yeah. So um, I offer a a jumpstart session to get going with me. It's a 30 minute, um, really tap into your fabulous self. Mm -hmm. And it's a, um, an opportunity for you to look at, you know, where are you at? What are the challenges you're dealing with? And then what is stopping you? What is in your way of being able to get to where you want to go? And we will go through that together. And then if you like what we're talking about, I'll share more about my program and how we can work together. Mm. Yeah, 
good. I love that. And, 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 and that's found on your website. They can access that, um, jumpstart program through your website. I, um, have a link that I, thought I share, but perhaps I will share it again. Um, so let me, let me do, we can make sure that we'll find it in, we'll make sure that it's linked in the show notes and that everybody has access to that. So thank you very much. You're so welcome. Um, Yes. It would be my absolute pleasure. Uh, it's been an absolute, really, delight to be here. Um, and, you know, for those who are not ready to do a one-to-one with me, I do have a three hacks to own your yes and own your no. And I oh. will share the link to that. And it is, I walk you through, you know, how to really get clear about where are you saying yes when you mean no, or where are you saying no to yourself and saying yes mm. to somebody else. That sounds like a great starting point. Yeah. Well, Claudia, we've loved the conversation. Thank you so much for your wisdom and and for sharing so much of yourself with us today. We really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been my delight and pleasure. You know, Trinity, I have always wanted to learn more about this practice of tapping. I have a girlfriend of mine. Shout out to Anne. Anne. And I'm going to have um, paint with a twist with her tonight. I can't wait. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I haven't done that before. So I'm you really should take the paint stick it. and do some tapping. <laughs> I just might do that. Um, but she has a cousin or some distant relative that does that. And she did this practice once and the cousin did the tapping and she mm-hmm. like was an entirely new person. And so I was so excited when uh, Claudia was able to share some of her therapeutic approaches using these types of tools. Yeah. And I just want to dive into these lessons that Claudia was able to share with us today because, you know, the conversation was so rich. And the first idea is this idea that it's a, it's a quote from Einstein, the mind that created the problem cannot fix mm. the problem. So good. Yeah. Because it really resonated with me that the thinking that got you to this current place in life where you are, where you might be feeling stuck, will maybe not get you through to the next stage in life, Mm -hmm. right? That is going to take another perspective. It might take some personal growth, but we need to be able to recognize that in order to be able to move forward and get Mm -hmm. unstuck. Yes. And you know what? You know, our second point, it's like game. Y'all got to recognize the game. What's the game here that's in play? This is an internal game. Yeah, It is not an external game. And we are running around in circles, beating our heads against the wall, trying to change these external circumstances. Mm -hmm. And then we're asking ourselves, why the fuck do I still feel stuck? Yeah. Realize this. What we are thinking is what's creating our results inside. And until we shift our thinking, we're going to continue to get the same outcomes. 100%. And when we talk about tapping, number three, tapping is just one technique that can be used to change the neurological patterning so that you can release these old stories. And it works by tapping on some of your primary nerve centers or chakras while saying mantras such Mm -hmm. as you start with whatever is the negative thought. I know that this job is depleting me, but then you end with a positive new thought. Even though that feels true, I love, accept, and appreciate myself. And you continue to repeat these phrases as you tap the various chakras within your body. Mm. And it's that process that helps you repattern your thinking after time and repetition. Yeah, and I could really feel that when we were going mm-hmm. through the practice. It was it was pretty powerful and you know, for it to feel powerful while I'm doing a podcast on video with someone I've never <laughs> met face to face. I mean, come on, like there's got to be something to that. You know, and and it really um for me it brings this fourth point into being that you've got to recognize your state, the state that you're in. So when you are in a state of fear or fear state, right, you're operating from a less intelligent state. Nobody, nobody makes good decisions in a state of fear, right? I mean, if you are afraid, you're like, 
bitch, I'm out. I'm running. I don't even know why I'm running or where I'm running to, but I'm out. Or you're like, I'm getting a divorce right now, this very second, when you haven't even thought anything (laughs) through. Or, you know, name I quit my job. I quit my job right now. Like, we don't make good decisions when we're in a state of, of fear. And so we have to remember the three stages to solve a problem. It's awareness, acceptance, and action. Awareness, acceptance, and action. And it starts with simply noticing a repetitive negative thought. You've got to get aware of that and notice that. So then you can start to move forward. Because if we don't bring it to the light, then it cannot be healed. In five, we place, again, a lot of emphasis on external wants and desires, especially when we vision our future. We think about, I want the house, I want the car, I want the, the bank vault full of a million dollars. I want it. Jacked up. <laughs> I right? want it. But we need to turn our attention inward and listen to what we really want. Do we really want the bank vault? Do we really, is that what's really fueling our fire or is it something else? some other purpose and that is just an outcome or an output of what we find when we really strive to serve our own true inner needs so we need to strengthen our inner selves so much so much that nobody else nobody not, nobody not society not your family not those damn old inner narratives yeah have any more power over us so that we can then be free. Mm. We can be free to choose the purpose that lights our fire, that real inner purpose. And you know what our inner purpose is? Our inner purpose is to help women in midlife, just like you, who are just like us. Girl, we are all in this shit, this (laughs) muckety muck mire together. And It is our biggest dream and goal to find our tribe, to find our community. And we want to do that with you in this space where we all know and understand what the hell we're all going through at this exact moment in time and can be the support system and the web that helps all of us move forward to live our best, most authentic life. So we want you to join us. We want you to join our Facebook community. We want you to follow us on Instagram. Find us at dearmidlife.com. Join our email list and come along for the ride because this is one freaking crazy that we are on right now. But you don't have to do it alone. And you can join us here every single week for more wonderful guests and bits of wisdom. And we can't wait to see you right here next week in the middle.